Have you guys heard of the new show on the Can-Out Network, the Ichiban Sweetcast? It's the brand new New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast starring the International Wrestling Grand Prix. That's me, your good friend Curtis Spears. And me, your bad friend Rafe Houston. And we're here to talk about everything New Japan Pro Wrestling, reacting to everything, getting worked up, getting very happy, sometimes crying. Kind of like like something else we used to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the old uh, Okada Shorts podcast, right? Ah, uh, that's right. And if you love that show, you're going to love this show because it's exactly the same show. Yeah, we just had to change the name. Yeah, we, we did. But you can check it everywhere on a social media handle that we haven't made yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really new to this. So <laughs> what you can do is search on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Look for the Ichiban Sweetcast. Sweetcast, Ichiban. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio bonus episode. I said bonus episode. That's not a thing. Bonus episode. Uh, starting over. No, I'm going to keep going. Uh, we're doing a sort of G1 special here on Ring Post Radio. Uh, I am, of course, Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? Would you call it a G1 super episode instead of super card? Remember that? In the Acid Square Garden, we, once upon we a time? could call it that, but the polls just came in and they said no. I'm sorry. All I'm right. afraid. Well, hello everybody. I'm, af- Happy I'm afraid to be here. it's a Ring Post Radio bonus episode, is what the polls have voted on. That, and I don't like screwed. that choice. But I don't like fine. it either. The poll. Hey, we're democracy just, here. You should just uh, introduce our guest. He's more important than I am. Yes, okay. here we we have <laughs> we have our New Japan correspondent for Ring Post Radio, the statistician for both New Japan and AEW Collision, Chris Samsa. Welcome to the show. Hello. Or I should uh, say welcome back. To the, welcome back to the show is what I should say. Yeah, I'm a returning guest. Yeah. So I I would like the returning guest pop. Um. So he's you know he's get the Chris- get the. Is Chris the Crowd only button. returning guest of Ring Post Radio? Yes. Nice. First ever. So far. Proud yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I'm nothing if not consistent. I will show up on your podcast. I um, appreciate that. I, I, I was going to make a joke. I don't really just say that to you. Like, I, if someone asked me to go on a podcast, I'm probably going to say yes. And it's, I have a great time. So. Has anyone ever asked you on a podcast not to talk about New Japan? Uh, I've done music of the mat with Andrew Rich. Okay, okay. Um, okay. and we didn't, and it was had no relation to New Japan. Um, I've done some AEW shows. Um, well, I'm much, collider, I was, so. for a while there. I was much more opinionated about AEW, but now, I mean, I just think it's so great now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, interesting that's, how that works. Yeah, I've done you know I've done some various some various other things, but yeah, it's mostly the New Japan. My, I, you know, the New Japan tours really lock me mm. down, you know, so because, you know, when you get booked with New Japan, you're on for a whole tour. And that's what I do in my podcast life. Is there a New Japan tour you wish? Like, obviously, G1, you make the circuit. Wrestle Kingdom, you make the circuit. You are you sure. have done with that with us. Uh, is there a New Japan tour that you wish you were podcast booked for? And, and why is <laughs> I, mean, it, I do? I jump in on a lot of stuff. As it goes, but people, the, the, the heavy interest periods for New Japan are typically, sure. G, you know, leading up to the G1 and then 
Wrestle Kingdom. Um, you know, I I wish I got to talk more about what happens, say, at Wrestle Kingdom specifically afterwards. So I guess like the New Beginning tour is kind of my jam too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I usually end up doing a little smaller circuit for New Japan Cup. People like New Japan Cup because it's really simple. They can, you know, it's very clean lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that I kind of avoid talking too too much about is Best of Super Juniors because I just I love to enjoy that tournament yeah. instead yeah. of like analyze it. Um, because yeah, and I, I have all the data and stuff. I send it all to the broadcast team or whatever. But I do really that that particular tournament. Like I really like to just take it in i like to be an observer of that so yeah. you almost um, feel like you have to for the g1 so yeah well the g1 is yeah it's, it's kind of the thing that made my like role exist mm-hmm. yeah. um and then i kind of built off of the g1 so yeah, yeah so but i mean and the g it's so there's so much you know. We'll give you the call for World Tag League. Don't worry. <laughs> Listen, I do some good work for World Tag League, but oh, no yeah, one ever do. wants to talk you about do. it. I yeah, I, think you I count. I, think you might I count the, the number of tags per match, friend. Okay, well, like it's an incredible stat to it's, pay attention it's, to. It's so fun, and if it wasn't, I wouldn't do it because it's a pain in the ass. But like, <laughs> it really is a good time, and like, it's just so it opens your eyes to like how this stuff really happens right like i almost wish you didn't tell me that because i feel like one match now this time i'm gonna be ta- paying attention to tags i'm gonna yeah. go insane so dude i run average that. like average tags per win mm-hmm. you know like and like which dudes which which wrestler is um is legal the most times during their winning or losing matches oh, got it definitely well that's <laughs> probably actually true yeah yeah I um, feel like that's very true <laughs> yeah so every new japan tour is pretty unique but the g1 that's the big one right like that's yeah. the big tour where every show matters so tis the season i i suppose we should probably stop uh avoiding it and get into <laughs> it right of course let's, scared of it i guess let's get into it g1 climax 33 of course uh happening this uh late summer or early fall uh i'm excited for it i i think you know this is going to be a big time tournament again 32 participants four blocks they have a new sort of ending structure with quarterfinals going to semifinals going to the finals kind of similar if i recall correctly to the best of super juniors this year um but uh i believe the the quarterfinals is an addition to it if i'm not mistaken um so just to give like a sort of an overview of our thoughts on the tournament chris we'll start with you how are you feeling about this year's tournament the continuation of the four blocks uh and the sort of new end game structure of the g1 climax this year sure yeah yeah um well so it's 32 wrestlers so it's the biggest field of all time it's still four blocks but last year it was four blocks and 28 wrestlers which made for some very strange scheduling and it it did make for the tournament to be really challenging for someone who's not like in it to follow um so including the and also just the people that were in it because it was very uh, like the blocks weren't segregated from each other in any way so every show had last year had an A block, a B block, a C block, and a D block match on it. And it was very, it, it ended up very scattered. And and mm-hmm. so this year we've got eight wrestlers per block, which means pretty much every night um, two blocks will have their matches for most of the, the tournament. So uh, the A and the B block are kind of married together. And then the C and the D are, are kind of married together. So 
um, you'll see some consistency there. You'll be able to really kind of attach who's in which block. So I think that's a huge positive that even just adding those four wrestlers really cleaned up the scheduling and kind of the, I think the fan experience. Um, you mentioned that the quarterfinals are brand new. Uh, well, not, they're not brand new, um, but they, we haven't done them in quite a while. No, but we, have not. <laughs> we 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 had a knockout stage last year, but it was just semis and finals. And it was just one person from each block went through. This year, the top two from each block goes through. So that's a huge wrinkle into like analyzing how these blocks are going to play out because what you're really looking for is what's the match that's going to be for second place. If you're looking at, you know, the common thing with the G1, when the schedule's announced, you go to that last block night and you look at, okay, what's the block final match going to be? Like, what's the decider going to be? And this year, the schedule, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Like it, those are a little less clear because I think we're going to be looking at guys that are trying to get that second place more often than we're going to, you know, first place is probably going to be pretty wrapped up by the time that last match goes on um for some blocks for some blocks maybe it's you're they're fighting for seeds right there's a lot there's some options there um but i love um as someone who just like loves giving people the opportunity to get into something new right i love having multiple like jumping in points so mm-hmm. for this tournament right the jumping in point is the beginning of course but then also after the blocks or even the last four four uh the last four block cards that's when all the blocks are separate so there's an a block a b block c block and a d block so that's a great jumping in point too because you can say like all right well i'll see who's gonna move on and i'll they'll tell me the story right the commentary team whatever and the wrestlers in the in the ring they're gonna tell me how we got here and then there's also the jumping in point of any of the knockout rounds right you can jump in on the quarters you can jump in on just the semis and of course you can just jump in on the finals so you know, I think that that's a huge positive for the fan base because I think it it's naive to think everyone's trying to watch this entire tournament. Um, so I think to give people multiple points to just dive in, it's super right. good for the company. Already, so and, talking and about, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not watching the whole tournament. I'm not doing that at all. What are you talking about? I'm not having. I mean, <laughs> right? Like on my weeks planned. There are plenty of people who will watch this this entire tournament because it's it is the most consistently great wrestling that you're gonna find in a year, right? Um, you know, and I it's hard to even debate that. Pretty much but, every day. Yeah, I mean, a month. <laughs> nine, 19 out of thirty days, you're gonna have the uh, the chance to see some really great pro wrestling. I like to say that like New Japan tournament seasons, like your like sibling or your best friend coming into town. And they're just available for you to like hang out with them. Right. And it's just yeah. like you can you got two to three hours worth of something to do. And it gives you the it gives me like the warm and fuzzies that like it's just there waiting for me if I didn't watch it live or it's there when I wake my ass up at 4 a.m. You know, so yeah. um, it's a it's a vibe in my life. And I think a lot of people feel that way, too. But um, yeah, but I, I do think the company is smart to leverage kind of how people feel about the new japan cup in the sense of single elimination easy to follow and give us a little bit of that at the end of the g1 when the stakes are even higher um and i think it just makes once you get down to those eight guys i mean then you can really jump in and most of the time you know most of those guys are going to be super interesting and you know 
either long-term or brand new kind of guys that are coming up and you get to really see some of these characters get established. So I'm really excited for the format. I actually think it could be really sustainable if they continue to have kind of great access to this much talent. I mean, 32 wrestlers at this level, that's, that's pretty heavy. Um, That's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of really good wrestlers. And it's a really interesting mix this year. And I'm sure we're going to talk roster. So that's kind of my overall thought of the the format and the structure. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, And I think that they've done a really nice job putting together um, something that's a little bit different, you know, than the, the classic 20 person, you know, two block one final G1. Um, but I think evolution is important. And I think that, you know, people are going to point to those like kind of classic G ones and say, I want that back. And, you know, one day they're going to announce a G one that's that way and people are going to be stoked on it. So, um, I think that, I think it's important to try different things, but to know that you've got that sort of format in your back pocket too. I personally like this setup better than last year's. Mm -hmm. I, I just think, Yes, with the way the days work, like not like you said, the A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D every day. Like that was just like, all right, I can't keep track of this anymore. Um, I can watch it, but that's about it. I like because I remember last year, the the semifinals. That was like some of the best wrestling I saw all year. Naito and Osprey was incredible. And I think the greatness of the quarterfinals is that now if you didn't get wrestlers you wanted in the same block, you have a chance to look forward to that at the end because you're going to get the best of the best only, right? Like you're going to get the eight people who are worthy of being in that spot going head to head. And I think that's kind of why I do like the new look. I'll always admit I prefer the classic 22 blocks, but that's just because that's what I am used to. But if this is, this is a lot better than what I thought they did last year. So I'm, very much intrigued by it it's like one of those things let me witness it let me see how it goes first and then i'll tell you how i feel at the end because i like the interesting end to this tournament like you said you know how you can jump in you look at the final days and you're like this tells me nothing that's kind of nice right i like not knowing who's gonna win you know win each block because i'm not saying you always know but you get a pretty good idea right um But when you see like um, a random match, it's the first A block match, Sonata versus Chase Owens, it's like, all right, that's different, right? Like the world champions, you know, no offense, Chase Owens or full offense, whatever you prefer. (laughs) Um, He doesn't like me. He he blocked me on Twitter, so it's fine. Uh, But like that's one that, you know, creates... Is 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 he just gonna have it locked up like by then? Or it's one of those fun things. So I think they've really done a good job at making it unpredictable. And I think that's part of the charm of the G1 this year. And to play into that, you know, you have that unpredictableness with if the new ending structure of the G1 climax, uh, of course, but you also have like like so many. Uh, an abundance of new faces in this tournament. Yeah. Uh, you have obviously like uh, you have uh, almost like what it's Chris. I'm sure you have the number in front of you. How many new faces are in this tournament? Um, uh, but I you, want, I do have it in front of me. I don't have it off the top of my head though. I think it's Chris, two, you're slacking. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, yeah. I thought it was 10. I didn't want to say 10 without being the entire right. block. Once upon a time of new talent. 
That's, yeah, that's I mean, that's exactly block. it. Yeah. And not only that, but you also have, obviously, the new faces of the Three Musketeers, which were obviously announced uh, prior to this tournament. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of unpredictability, I think, uh, in this tournament. Is the tournament going to go the way of, you know, your classic, uh, classic, your your more recent ones where it's like, you know, obvious, you know, ah, Okada, Naito, you know, heavy favorites, obviously. Uh, or is it possible? Is there a possibility that you could have a surprise victory out of someone like you know, out, out of any of the three Musketeers, you know, out of Umino, out of Suji after uh, after Narita, you know, and the best of Super Juniors, obviously. That final was uh, Teton versus Master Wato with Wato getting the win, which three years, even three years ago, maybe two years ago, if you told me Wato won that tournament, you could I probably been, say one year ago. Yeah, I would have been for a lot of people. I would have been very shocked to hear that news. Um, but yeah, it, it, it provides, they're obviously, the company is obviously pushing new faces. Uh, and if the best super juniors is any sort of indicator for this tournament, I think there is a good chance that there will be a lot of new faces higher up in point totals at the end of the blocks. And which I guess would mean maybe that a lot of older faces, uh, might have less points than, than typical. Um, but yeah, I think unpredictability is the key here. Evolution, I think, is a great point as well. Evolving the tournament is always a big thing. The tournament has always made constant evolutions, you know, from it being a round-robin tournament to, I think, the second G1 Climax with it being, I think, a straight-up single elimination, if I recall. There have been some a couple of single elimination G1s, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some for titles. I think I believe that second one was for a yep. title. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so the company is always in need for evolution, and we're in that next era, so I'm excited to see it unfold. Uh, and I think this is going to be the tournament that really plants that flag for uh, New Japan moving forward. Um, but let's talk about those rosters themselves. Let's talk about them. We'll go block by block here, uh, starting off with A Block, because what better way to start off with A Block? Um, you got, of course, the champion Sonata. You got Chase Owens, Hikaleo, Ren Narita, Shota Umino, Yoda Suji, Gabe Kidd, and Kaito Kiyomiya. Noah's own Kaito Kiyomiya making his debut in this tournament. So obviously a lot of new faces in that block. Uh, you obviously also have the three Musketeers all in the same block as well, which I think is very interesting. Uh, Chris, give me some of your thoughts on this block itself and how do you think it might shape out? Obviously there's a lot of stories going into it. Uh, what do you yeah. think about it? Yeah, there's a lot to dig in here, right? So we've got six six of those 10 fresh wrestlers are all in this block. Um, so that's Gabe Kidd, Hikaleo, Kaito Kiyomiya, Ren Narita, Shota Umino, and Yotosuji. And then you've got the champion of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion right now is Sonata. Sonata is also in this block. Um, so there's something interesting there too. And then you've got Chase Owens, who's a guy that, um you know like kind of outside of the kayfabe world like he's he's one of those guys that the company really trusts um to put together good good to great matches so he's in there you know to to do some heavy lifting too so this is a really strategically built block and when the when the blocks were announced i had some discussions with some people that were really surprising to me because to me this looks like really exciting beginnings of a lot of stories right Mm -hmm. that's i looked at that i was like holy shit they did it they put them all together like this is awesome and then i then some of the discussions i was having with people that i think are brilliant wrestling minds and they were like yeah but people really want to see 
the new guys against the old guys, yeah. right? Against the older generation, not even the old guys, but like some of the guys that are like close just say to their prime. <laughs> Okada, Osprey, um, the man that's been bullying them all this year. Yes, <laughs> I mean, so th- I mean that is the overarching story, right? Yeah, right. So Okada, but they want to see him with Okada, Osprey. You want to see him get in there with Shingo and Zach and Naito and Goto. All those things have plenty of time to happen. Right. But what is happening here, in my opinion, a lot of seeds are going to get planted that in 5, 10, 15 years, people are going to look back at this G1 block and see it as the, hopefully, and see it as the beginning of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, as we get through the rest, every block sort of has a theme this year, which is kind of the first time we've seen that too, right? Mm-hmm. So this one, we've got mostly the new guys, Yeah. right? as we go through the rest of the box, like I can, we'll, we'll point out kind of what the, what the, the theme of each block is too. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's really kind of interesting how they've kept different types of wrestlers away from each other, whether that's tenure or um, style. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but overall I'm the a block, I think is the most exciting G one climax block that I've seen in ages. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's just, the total unknown of how these guys are going to interact and, and what's starting, right? Like what seeds are being planted for something way down the line between Mm -hmm. whether it's the three Musketeers, Kiyomiya is Hikaleo, the new kind of big, bad guy, big, good guy, whatever, however you want to call him, you know, Gabe kid is a guy that I know a lot of people really believe in. And I think he's been doing tremendous work since joining bullet club and just being a complete complete jerk to everyone plus i feel um, like i feel like gabe kid has been like the most vocal against the three yeah. musketeers yeah so he's and he's calling himself the he's calling what he said him coglin and connors are the la dojo musketeers yeah. you know so mm-hmm. so there's some there's some battles ha- happening already yeah and they've done a really nice job building it up so i, I this and then you've got the champ right in the block and that means these guys are gunning for a title shot because traditionally, just so your your listeners know, right? Like mm-hmm. if you beat the champion in the G1 or really in any tournament setting, you usually get a title shot out of that. So mm-hmm. we're, they're all fighting for a title shot at least once. So it's kind of like a, a eliminator match. So yeah, I'm, I, I cannot wait to see what we end up doing with, with a block because there's just so many directions it can go. I'll be honest, Chris, I was one of those people when we got the block announcements and it was about like, oh, I, you know, one of the big things I like about tournaments, I say it all the time when it comes to like the G1, I think also it still, still very much applies to this G1. But I said about the G1, I say about the five star, I say about any of these tournaments is that I, I'm always interested to see guys that either, you know, it's sort of like the Jay White thing where it's like Jay White going to his first G1 is very interesting to watch because you're going to see him properly develop his gimmick uh, and figure out who he is as a wrestler. And that's sort of like how I felt. It's like, I really want to see these guys wrestle some of the older people so they get more experience and they figure themselves out a little bit better. But now knowing that like the stories going into it, the whole three musketeer element of it, uh, it, I think you're completely correct in the saying of this is planting seeds to bear fruit down the line. They can do matches against Naito, Osprey, Okada, uh, Tanahashi, whatnot, you know, down the line. But this is 100%. I can totally see it now as a planting seed tournament. You know, the fact that, you know, obviously they have the three Musketeers. They want to make them good. It's very interesting that in the same block, 
because that immediately will uh, sort of rank them in different yep. ways uh, based on their wins and their points. Gabe Kidd being in there, uh, I think, is also very interesting. Um, uh, obviously, a guy that was stayed with the company during the pandemic uh, uh, through thick or thin uh, and was able to come out of it and be fantastic, as you said. Uh, Sonata being in here is very interesting as well. I would love to ask you, what do you, I mean, what do you think the odds of Sonata? I mean, Scotty and I talked about it before we started recording, you know, you have the two quarterfinalists uh, for each block Sonata being the champion. You have to think, Oh, he has a good shot, but I mean, all it takes is probably the first place and second place quarterfinalists to beat Sonata. And, and he's third sitting third or something. Like, do you think there's a good shot with all of these new faces that Sonata's not making it to the quarterfinals? Do you think you have enough, losses under his belt i don't even know if he needs that many losses um i think sonata so i guess this is a good time to mention uh the g1 climax block matches are typically wrestled with a 30 minute time limit and this year we've changed things to 20 mm-hmm. um which uh on my in my world when i'm looking at kind of stats and info that works and that works against sonata at a pretty high level. Yeah. Um, yeah. The man wrestles long matches. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's his thing, especially in the G one. He, he holds the longest victory in G one climax block match history, 2947 against Okada. So like he, that has been a part of Sonata's story um, is the fact that he can and does win longer matches. So now, I don't think you're going to see like a series of time limit draws by any means, but I think the likelihood of seeing some time limit draws is significantly higher now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I used to, I, when people would do, when I would get involved in G1 pickups and stuff, I would kind of point and laugh at people that were like picking a bunch of draws mm-hmm. because it's just, it's, it, it's really uncommon. And like the draws that you usually saw in the G1 were like, tanahashi versus okada you know like i mean we're, we're talking like <laughs> upper echelon stuff yeah. um so like i think sonata could drop one maybe two matches and then have a, a really meaningful draw yeah, and yeah. get knocked out and that's not that terrible of a run it's, it'd be similar to Hiromu's run through best of super juniors just mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Hiromu also a champion right so mm-hmm. i think we're seeing kind of the evolution well i you know certain champions are held in higher regard of course um and i i don't know that sonata is that champion i don't know that he's a champion that isn't going to lose two of eight matches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's totally so, a possibility it's 100 a possibility scotty what do you think about yeah. a block so far obviously a lot of faces in this tournament uh there's oh some, it's there's my favorite block some people you love some people you uh not love as much Oh shucks, you don't have to say that. <laughs> um, I love the A block. Um, it's it's the sink or swim block in a lot of ways, and I think a lot of them are going to swim. Um, you know, it, it, there's an interesting way to look at it, and I think uh, I think you perfectly pointed it out in that Chase Owens is the company guy, right? He's going to be the guy that tells you he's good, he's ready. You know, like he's going to have those matches with the young guys and be like work, you know, they're going to work professional matches and they're going to 
you know, he's going to walk away and tell the office, yeah, this guy's, you know, this guy's solid. This guy's ready to go. But the fun part of it is they all have, you know, when I say sink or swim, you're going to have Suji, Shoda, and Ren Narita wanting to kill each other in there because they can't stand that they've been given this nickname. Then just given being given the three musketeers name has made this block go from like my favorite to, Oh, this is might be the block of like the decade type thing. Like this is going to be the one you want to watch. Cause I was originally sad. Like, Oh, I wanted Okada be in there. Kaito. That's actually what I cared about more than anything. Now I'm sure we can work our ways there. Mathematically we can get there. Um, but you add Kaito in the mix with the three musketeers. You add Gabe Kidd into the mix, right? He's he's a young, hungry wrestler. They're all young. That's the crazy part. What, what is Kaito the oldest? Actually, Yoda Suji, I think, is the oldest, right? I don't At, have that in front of me. He's, I think he's 28. I think he's 28. I think Kaito's 26. I think that's right. Um, I think that's right. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. I, but still, they're all so young and hungry. This is going to be the block where... I think you see a lot of short matches until Sonata's in there, right? Because that's, like you said, that's how Sonata wrestles. They're going to be very determined out there. I mean, night one, you have Shota and Ren Narita, who are literally bad-melting each other, I feel like, every day via social media, one way or the other. I love the interviews that New Japan's releasing. Everyone should go read them. This is the block I'm most excited for. You just, you have so many different factors. You have Sonata versus the Ace of Noah. Like you, as I call the Keiji Muto match, you have that match in, in the main event of a Corican. If they don't roll him out there, I'll be devastated. That, uh, <laughs> the fact that that match is in Corican, yeah, and yeah. it's one of the true, one of the honestly few kind of classic G1 main events on this yeah. entire tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one to point to, right? That's, that's, you got to yeah. be watching that one. Big old circle, big old I circle just, around that one. I hope, I hope someone just gives a call to Muto, like, "Hey, we got your guys here. Can you just like come do commentary? Thank you." Um, but yeah, that's the one. That's one of the big ones I have circled. I'm really excited about that. But it is the prove it block, and I think everyone's going to be so hungry and determined that everyone's going to make each other better, and that's what's so exciting about it. Now, who wins it? <laughs> There's too many options, which is a good thing. But, who, you know, who's going to be the one walking out of this tournament better for it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the fun of it. I have this misplaced hope that they're going to – the the booking is going to lead to them all being tied with, like, two matches to go. And then yeah. they're act- then they're going to decide whoever's the hot hand is going to go through. Um, that would be good. I don't Shoda think and Suji face off, like, the second to last day i think there's some good stuff on those uh in this block there's a there's good stuff every night that'll be interesting yeah. it's not these big names right but it's a right. lot of guys that will be or or right. they would like to be um so yeah but i yeah i, I don't think that's how the booking sheet looks right now i don't yeah. think there's question marks in the last couple of matches <laughs> for these guys but a bold i would love it if they, if they just see <laughs> If they just see what sticks and whoever yeah. sticks goes, I think that'd be amazing, but risky, yeah. risky. Yeah. No, no risks in new Japan booking, except, you know, 2020. I just, I, <laughs> okay. Evil. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I just want, if I get it. my way, I, I know I said it. It's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pump up evil later. So it's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, same. Him. Yeah. Wait, oh, I'm, I'm very into evil 2023. Evil 2020. 
Ring Post Radio is a pro evil podcast, so that yes, that, so that, that love is welcome. Then I am among friends. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, yes. Um, but I am going to I one of my biggest things, and I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, Chris. I want Shooter to fully establish himself. Stop using someone else's finisher, please. Well, Scott, here's the problem. <laughs> Shooter, he can't win rough, with it. That's Shooter, a story, isn't it? The roughneck Death Rider needs to pick one nickname if he wants to That's define true. himself. Yeah, I thought he was just I, roughneck. I saw a picture of that man the other day wearing a hat that says oh, yeah. Shooter. Yeah. And then he's wearing a shirt that says roughneck. And I'm sure right behind him is his jacket. death riders jacket. <laughs> like pick an identity and go yeah. with it. I don't care if you're cosplaying Moxley or Tanahashi or Naito or your dad. Who's the referee? <laughs> like, I don't care. Pick one. Yeah. You he's cannot have, people, how do you have four bad nicknames? <laughs> Also, the Death Rider is Moxley, so he just can't be the Death Rider. But they were supposed to be like the Death Riders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, is true. the man, is he in Blackpool Combat Club? He's kind of adjacent. Like, is he? Well, he it, he's the only one. That's he's what a, this tournament is for. He's him. a conflicted young man, and I think we need to give him time and space to figure himself out. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's going to be an angry man on night <laughs> one. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's going to rock. I mean, he's, he's going to be yeah. great. I give him a hard time, but you were talking about defining yourself. And I was like, this man has four nicknames. Yeah. Um, it's really does. probably more like three, but he, I, you know, everyone's he's my rooting, guy. I got a root for him. Everyone's rooting for him, I think, in some capacity because the company sees him as someone who could, who could shine long term. That's my next ace right there. Um, I, I, need, I, think, I need him to shine. I think your next ace is living in, in Florida right now, hanging out, waiting to get the call back. But we don't <laughs> we don't we don't talk he's, about you. He's yet, on the one. Okay? We're trying on... we're trying to get people to forget about you. Oh, I, yeah. That's true. Uh, I thought you were talking about the other the other. Oh, former. No. <laughs> I, was like, I was like the guy the, on the ones and twos. <laughs> the other the other man that was in the Young Lion Cup 2019. Yeah. He is in Florida. Well, I think he, isn't he a Texan now? I thought I heard read somewhere that he's a Texan now. I I don't know. Okay. Well, it's a long commute <laughs> to the performance. I, you know, when you first said the ace, I thought you were gonna say the other aces in this block, and I was gonna be like really anger Noah fans and be like, oh Kaito Kiyomiya, nice. <laughs> I love Kaito, so I think you guys are I, all I just, fools. Let's let's. I, I want this tournament to get a full on gene blast and get Yoda Suji up to the top. I mean, come on, the guys. Guys had one match, and hey. his nickname is Gene and Blast, he was, and he was great. Okay, it was he great. Was, but he's the guy but, that's showing up like a star. Yeah. Oh, that that debut, or I guess re debut, was fantastic. That is everything yeah. I wanted in a star. I hooked my rocket. I've hooked everything I had, put all my bets on And then he lost to Sonata. And then he lost to Sonata. Well, he can get his return. He can get his upset. Well, well that's upset. that's the interesting match, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's gonna, the... He's going to have to learn another move because Sonata remembered <laughs> one move that entire match, and that's all that mattered. That's but true. maybe he's the draw. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you know? oh. Interesting. How long How long did their Dominion match go? I assume over It was. 30. It was short, actually. It was, quick. It, was, it was like 17, yeah. Well, uh, 17 is not far away from 20. So. No, right. But it, you don't have that to point to necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have yeah. that to point to. That's my job, to point <laughs> to things like that. Um, but 
it, it's there, you know, like that could be a big, that could be a big spot. So I I'm looking forward to that rematch because I think, I think it'll be pretty meaningful long-term. I completely agree. Uh, let's move on to the B block. Uh, B block is another interesting one. Uh, a lot of, I feel like a lot of big names in this one too. Uh, we got Kazuchika Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, Tangaloa returning from injury, and El Phantasmo. Uh, Scotty, we'll start with you this time around. Uh, how are you feeling about this uh, big name block over here? Just call it the Okada block, right? It's Okada <laughs> and everyone else. No offense to everyone else. Uh, Will um, Ospreay? <laughs> say, hey, hey, he needs you... to sign on the dotted line before I give him a little respect. Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, I, mean, I look at the... Here's, here's the thing. If you don't think he's going to sign on the dotted line, then you do think he's going to win the G1 because that's how this happens. That's true. That's a very good point. That that's true. a very good point. In all seriousness, it is the Okada and Osprey block, right? Everyone looks at this and it's like, El Phantasma, you know, he's he's climbing up the ranks. Yoshihashi's obviously my, uh, you know, the, the little one that could, the little uh, engine that could. I love Yoshihashi. That's my guy. Um, and then there's Kenta, the, you know, one of the biggest names in Japanese wrestling history. But, he, you know, he's a very different Kenta. Um, and then Tangaloa, Great Okan, who's trying to prove himself. Just lost to Michael Oku. Tough. He's no longer the king of Britain. Um, and then... Taichi, my guy, the king of pro wrestling champion. He's going to get some challenges. Like you said, probably Tangelo. I think that was a good call. Um, I'm very excited about this block, though, because, you know, Okada's going for history. He's going to, if he wins, he's the first guy since Inoki, right? To win three in a row, I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken. Style tournament. No yeah. one, no one's ever won the G1. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I meant around. like. But yeah, yeah. there's msg league and iwgp right. league and all that right. yeah Enoki won like five in a row at some point yeah so, he's, as he's... as is as should be expected <laughs> yes and as i like to say with okada he's in his Enoki era so would it be crazy to think that you know this is what he does if anyone was to become the first to win three straight yes yeah. kazuchika okada i'm very excited for his block i just see a lot of interesting matchups for him um especially you know he's still fresh off that loss to brian danielson yeah, I saw, I read the interview today. That was very exciting. He's like, he was not happy, and I think that's as you shouldn't be when you tap out, right? He tapped out to a man with a broken arm. Second time in his career. Yeah. yeah, for the second time in his career, that man tapped out. Like you got, he's he he's gonna be he's angry. A, he's yeah, be mad. and that's and that's my favorite Okada personally. So I'm really looking forward to this. I of course have the big circle on the whiteboard of Osprey Okada the rematch. Because last year that was the best match um, of everything, you know. That was just phenomenal. That final, uh, one of my favorite finals ever. It's up there probably with um, uh, Tanahashi and Shinsuke for me, and of course Omega and Naito, um, and Tanahashi and Ibushi. So there's a lot of great G1 finals. You get it, uh, but it's it, it's in that same conversation, which tells you how great that was, and the fact that they're in the same block now. It's like, okay, how this is where the quarterfinals and semifinals, that's where it benefits fans, I think. Because you're you're looking at Osprey, you're looking at Okada's favorites, I think, of this tournament. My three favorites would be these two and Naito right now with some dark horses to sprinkle in. The fact that they're in the same block, the fact that we're gonna at least get one match between them, there's always an opportunity for two. That's exciting to me, and I'm looking forward to it. 
Chris, yeah, the B block you... to me is the like guys in or near their prime uh, mm. block, and then I think you sprinkle Kenta in there as like the. Um, he can wake up sometimes. I saw him and Eddie. Oh, he woke with, up <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. But he's the guy that is going to be more of a character-driven match now, yes. and he he does that so as about as well as anyone else does. He's a funny um, guy. He is he is extremely funny. So, and you've got two guys that recently lost kind of, um, you know, lower level titles, right? You got Great Okan and Kenta. They both dropped their title really recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to me, the biggest point of interest in the B block, and and you laid out the favorites and all that. So I don't really need to talk about Osprey yeah. and Okada. I mean, like chalk pick, chalk pick <laughs> is they're going through. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to even bet against that. I, you know, I can point to some it's stuff really that. Hard that leads me to believe that maybe something could happen. Um, But the interesting piece for me is on July 25th at Cork and hall, the first match on the card is will Osprey versus great Ocon, which is pretty much the only major intrafaction match of this entire tournament. And it would have been very easy to put great Ocon in a block and keep him away from the rest of um, the United Empire guys that are in this tournament, but they put Okan and Osprey in the same, in the same block. They did it on purpose. Like this stuff doesn't happen on accident. (laughs) So, and then they booked it to be the first match at Corkin in the first cheering G one since 2019. So something to look out for, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of tells about Will Ospreay's future. Yeah. During this during this tournament or the potential for Will Ospreay's future during this tournament. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't have to regurgitate all the things he said. He he loves New Japan, wants to stay, you know, blah 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 blah. That doesn't mean that we should discard the possibility that when his contract's up he goes somewhere else, which mm-hmm. means New Japan, a very smart company, they need to be ready for that. And maybe that means you need to give great Ocon the rub. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one to watch. Um, and I think the other match of this block to watch is on the last night. We don't have the match order for the last night, but it is El Fantasmo versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. And Fantasmo has beaten Osprey in, in junior tournaments, um, but he has not beaten him since they went to heavyweight. And that is a really interesting match to keep an eye on. A, a torch to be passed too. If 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 Osprey is not going into the um into the kind of knockout stage, then I think it's because Phantasmo knocked him out. Mm-hmm. So For I sure. think that's that's something to to keep an eye on. You sort of talked about how this uh, tournament might have be might have a lot of battles over second place. I think this is one of those blocks that might have it. You know, I think that Great Ocon Osprey match that you talked about that is very interesting. El Fantasmo against Okada, El Fantasmo against Osprey. I think those are two very interesting matches as well. A, a potential person that could be in the second place spot. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be upset about that. Um, it's very interesting, and we, you know, obviously the the big question mark is about Osprey, and you know whether or not you know whether or not you want, uh, uh, you know, you might have Osprey resigning. You know, it's New Japan. You know, you should have some backups ready to go and. Having, I'm sure Osprey would be okay with that. Having El Fantasmo beat him at some point and putting him into that contention would be a great thing. That something that he would need to have as a heavyweight, I think. 
um, taking on Osprey. And then, hey, that's you get an IWGP US title match out of it as well down the line. Well, right. I was going to mention, like, it's if he wins. important to mention that Osprey is the US champ, which mm-hmm. is usually not a great sign to going deep in the G1. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Should I, should I be worried if Osprey wins this tournament? Because, you know, there's a nice trend of <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom main events where guy main events and then he disappears especially it's usually an international star uh, it is that team. has traditionally been the champion though not the uh, that's true win. that's true so that's true. um okay but sure. i do think before will osprey whatever he ends up doing right i hope he sticks around in whatever capacity he wants sure. um you know because i think when you put the best wrestler in the world with the other best wrestlers in the world that's good um seems good so (laughs) good math you know with that all said i think he's got to win a g1 at some point right like it seems natural Mm -hmm. um and also historically i not so much in the last couple of years but oftentimes you would go to the final and lose and then you go to the final the next year and you win you know they did they they've done that type of kind of two-year booking a couple times so I don't know, worth keeping an eye on. I, it's it's hard for me to believe the US champ would win the G1 though. Mm-hmm. Um so that is that's an interesting wrinkle. I kind of wish Osprey wasn't holding the belt on the way in, but I'm glad the belts will be making some appearances in Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I there I had some weird dream scenario in my head where it was, you know, Osprey doesn't have the belt, he wins the G1 and then for whatever reason challenges Omega instead for the US title. That's some weird random G G one scenario. Prestigious U.S. title. The prestigious yes. U.S. title, of course. But you know that. I mean, it's it's has great more names. prestigious. Uh, That's what I mean. It's gotten more prestigious in the past couple months, for sure. Rock hard, Juice Robinson, baby. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, last year during the G one, Rock hard was just he stole the belt or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it was I. I turned. I, I don't know. I watched one of the G one shows from last year recently, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah. That was annoying. <laughs> yeah. What a character. Yeah. I, I think this, I think this block, uh, you know, talking about it, I think it's a little, th- there's some interesting Okada, Okan, I think is a possibility. Osprey, El Phantasmo. Beyond that, like, I think it's like a little top heavy, you know, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta, Tangaloa, you know, we all, we all like them. Sure. But I, you know, I don't, I don't see a, a real possibility for them. You know, I think at best we're going to get some cool challengers for Taichi um maybe uh some kenta character drama um usa welcome characters welcome um stuff out of him and tangaloa it would just be interesting to see him come back um yeah that. just i wanted to get like give i said what them. a way to come back yeah you know hey you know him and eddie kingston coming back from injury if i'm not mistaken uh Okay, uh, Eddie's wrestled though. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Tangalo is coming in fresh. He's coming in hot uh, for sure. But yeah, no, I think this is going to be an interesting block. I I think this has a real possibility to be a battle over second place, like you said, Chris. And uh, I am excited where we can go with it. Um, this not only has, I think, the most uh, you know second place block drama potential uh, stuff, but I think this also has the real possibility of uh, a finalist being uh from this block uh which i think just adds uh more intrigue this has a lot of big people that they're trying to push or are heavily pushing so i think this is a good chance to be having a finalist in here as well and uh we'll see and yeah and if you want that okada kiyomiya match then uh 
you're going to want both of them uh, to be either be first or second and to win those matches, I guess. Well, here's the thing. They need to, if you want that Okada Kiyomiya match and you don't want to depend on it being the final, Mm -hmm. they both need to get the same place in their block. Yes. Yes. So they would, they would both either need to be first or they would need to be both need to be second. So I think that's, it's kind of an important detail unless you want to, unless you think they're, that's the final, which could be, that could be cool too. I could be into that. That would be intense. (laughs) Yeah. But everyone thinks if they meet here, you got to give Kiyomiya the win. Mm hmm. It's Kiyomiya winning the G1, right? So we don't have to go too far into that right now. That we, would, uh, we, we, that we ain't got the time for that. The year. Yeah. It would be cool, though. It'd be cool. It would. I'd be it into would. it. That'd be fair. I think that would be about as interesting a booking you could do. That is totally true. Uh, C Block, let's talk about them. David Finley, Tomohiro Ishii, Evil, Tamatanga, Shingo Takagi, Aaron Hanari, Eddie Kingston, and Mikey Nichols. Mad Mikey Nichols, of course. Um, Chris, what are your thoughts on this block? What's the theme here? I'm going to guess heavy hitters beef? is, uh, oh. the beef block is, well, it's the C. The, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what, I can't do a, something with that, but yeah, the C beef block, uh, seems like a real possibility here. Tough guys. It's just tough dudes. That's it. I mean, like, there's no other way to say it. Like these are, these are about the toughest guys that you can find. Um, and there's no like caveat to that either. Like evil's a tough dude too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no one in here that I'm like, yeah, they can't take it. They, they got no chin. Like these guys got chins. <laughs> um, you know, I I'm excited. This is kind of your classic G one sprint block. Yeah. Um, mm. my favorite match all time in any pro wrestling world is August 4th, 2013 Tomohiro Ishii versus Katsuyori Shibata. It's 12 minutes long, but it's like, it's your quintessential. Yes. Like, dudes beating the hell out of each other match that that is Um, that is the one of the new japan matches i show people when i absolutely i was talking to someone the other day and i was like this is how i explain the difference between what you see on like american television pro wrestling Mm -hmm. and and just generally japanese pro wrestling just like the vibe and the experience of seeing that match and how fast it feels yeah that to me so this uh block is that match like incarnate into an eight person <laughs> block like mm-hmm. it's what these dudes are gonna do hanari's been killing it um shingo everyone knows him right tamatanga coming back from a little bit of time away very strongly booked in this g1 he's in three semi-main events he's got the third highest kind of booking ranking as i look at where the matches are on the card in the entire tournament so kind of a dark horse there and then you've got David Finley, who's like establishing this new, you know, savage, badass war dog bullet club. And, you know, I think there were a lot of skeptics about David Finley stepping into that role. But man, once they hit a stride, they are killing it. So I'm a big um, old skeptic over here, Chris. I'll be honest. Big old skeptic. (laughs) That's Uh, fine. Um, start watching the promos then. I no, I am watching the promos. My I think I think my skepticism attack him. You can attack him. <laughs> no, please. Uh <laughs> I think my skepticism lies in that I, I just think that he hasn't figured it out fully to me yet. At least he might have it on the promo side. I think in ring side needs to get it. I think the New Japan strong uh shows really showcase the four guys under him Connors, oh, sure. Maloney, uh Kid 
and Coglin. I think it showed them perfectly. I think this tournament, if he takes that energy that those four guys had and brings that in-ring style of like just brutal, <laughs> brutal wrestling. Savagery. Savagery. Well, we saw Savages. it. We saw it when he beat Tom Tonga for the Never that's title. True. That is true. Like, that, that was my favorite. And, that was my favorite. And if that's an in, if that's an indication of the David Finley that we're going to get going forward, like then he's going to be very interesting. That is true. That uh, is true. Yeah. And then Eddie Kingston. I mean, people, I, I people love that dude. And honestly, like his appearances at Corkin during the Strong uh, tour, quote unquote, like those. Those two appearances sold me on Eddie in this G1 because, you know, I was a little worried, right? Like, I think the 20 minute time limit works in Eddie Kingston's favor for sure. But like, you know, he just came back from an injury and he's a guy who um, he goes. I mean, he gives his all. So you got to You got to be a little concerned that if he can get through this whole tournament. So. But now, I mean, he's just such a believer in in what they do in New Japan and in, in Japanese pro wrestling as a whole. And he's going to hit some venues that are going to like hit him in the soul. And I think we're yeah. going to see an inspired tournament from Eddie Kingston. So you can't beat that. I I have decided he is this year's Juice Robinson. What I mean by that is when Juice was the baby face, right? He cut those amazing promos after every match. That's what Eddie Kingston's gonna do. Eddie Kingston's gonna give it his all. Will he win a lot? I mean, probably he's gonna he's gonna get beat up a lot. That's what he's gonna get. He he's champion. in a block of getting champion. beat up. He is a champion. He's I, in a block. I, of- I also think it's important to note um, where Eddie Kingston gets most of his paychecks. That's true. and how <laughs> that, that typically true. works in favor when we're talking about that's that uh-huh. relationship yeah uh-huh. baby eddie kingston's winning it all all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i loved lance archer in this tournament last year and i i've been saying to ryan since the blocks were announced i really wish lance archer was just in new japan um but that's neither here nor there i, just I mean think... last year he wrestled more matches in new japan than yeah. AEW, so and that's this, on on trend to happen again this year. I was gonna say this year. I'm pretty sure he already has too. He has uh, he has me questioning. It was like, do you do you still have an AEW contract, my guy? Like, are you just like what is happening over here? You know how you I know, know he does because he's not in the G1. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I look at this and I I have so my match that's circled, and I'm very happy they put it early, is Shingo and Eddie. Because I know that's a match that Eddie looks at. He's like, that's mine. That's mine right there. Obviously, Ishii is going to be his too. But he looks at that. He's like, that's mine. And the other match I have circled in this block, and a lot of people might listen to this and be like, what? Evil and David Finley in the main event. Oh, yeah. That's big time, baby. I need... I, I can't wait until people are cheering for Evil. It's going to be incredible. Because, you know, no one likes the Savages over there. No one likes them. Evil is going to be the baby face, and I'm just going to be on the edge of my seat. Like, here we go. Here we go, baby. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a blast. I saw the new shirt that he put out. They're not 100%. You're not lying to me. You're not lying to me. I can't wait for that match. I know a lot of people are like, ugh, evil in a main event. I was like, no, that's the one. Big Hat in Nagano is going to get a show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic but there's like you said a lot of heavy hitters i know what ryan's match of the block is that's <laughs> tamatonga versus evil baby. Yeah, baby they have incredible chemistry 
uh, dating they back had to some that? fun matches. They, are we, no, are I'm, not, that, I'm not okay, kidding. Cool. Chris, I'm not okay. kidding. This yeah. is no joke. He, this is a runner on the show. He loves the New Japan Cup match that they had. I it love, was good. I love that evil Tamatanga match. It's probably the best evil House of Torture match that I, I like, said on in, the show. In ring wise. Yeah. But like that was probably the best one. And the um, Hiromu match. I love that one too. That was uh, from the Japan Cup. That was incredible. It, what I loved about it is that it played in what makes the evil character work so well, which is it, having him go against a super over baby face with the crowd that just like uh, stops every single nonsense thing from happening around him, like uh, a chaos, a baby face against all of this chaos and being able to get get that win. That is like it works so well. It works. That's yeah. what the evil character lives on. Uh, I when he when he does all the chaos and wins, then it's like oh, that's all heel heat and whatnot. But when a baby face beats him, I cannot believe it was Tomatonga when it happened. But when it works, it works, baby, and that's what I like, and that's what I'm loving. And evil versus Finley will be great because that's going to be chaotic as hell as well. Uh, yeah. so I'm yeah I'm. I'm excited for evil in this block, my guys. I'm I'm into it as you should be. And as as, you I, should as be. I am. People yes. like to forget evil's actually a very good worker when he feels like it. He's good, and honestly, we're at the point where he's gotten the whole thing over mm-hmm. to the point yeah. where they can now really leverage it, like late in a tournament, where you're like, oh no, they're gonna go with evil again, and then like the 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 heat and the level of you know uh he got shingo of the last interest day, i think he's, yep he's got shingo on the last day so you know shingo could get that big baby face win and go through right yeah. or and like you know there's some history there with the lij stuff too mm-hmm. a little bit they had a, a touch of overlap so the the match i've really got circled though is on that last night and it's eddie kingston versus david finlay yeah and i and i i think that's probably your main event um of, of that match, main. which would be Eddie's only main, which I think is cool in, in the Yokohama Budokan. And, but I, I think the story is right. T- I'm tying all the threads together here, right? You got Eddie Kingston defeated Jay White, Jay White's last match in new Japan, right? Completely vanquished the man from the company. And now he had to go create a fake bullet club in a different place. Uh, so bang, bang gang, actually bang, bang gang. I love yes. them. Don't get me wrong. You're a colli- uh, you're a collider. You can't dunk on him. I right. He's one of my guys. <laughs> um, so, but Eddie Kingston beats Jay White. What happens after that match? Right. David Finley comes out and really takes over Bullet Club. I mean, that's essentially when he did it. Right. Yep. Now we've got a main event. So Jay White couldn't beat Eddie Kingston. Is kind of the like you know Cliff's notes of that. David Finley in a main event. I think David Finley does beat Eddie Kingston. And then that establishes David Finley's kind of supremacy mm-hmm. in, in the ring over Jay White's abilities, which, you know, your mileage may vary about how you feel about that. But I think that makes it a real clean story of like the guy that sent Jay White packing couldn't beat David Finley. Plus you have that, and that you have that title floating around there as well, which uh, sure adds more adds more injury. Well, yeah, I guess two titles actually. Uh, they both two open weight titles. Mm-hmm. They're they're actually both. So there maybe there is some intrigue there. Yeah. So like that's my match of this block that I think is going to be that and the evil match with with David Finley. I think that those two are going to be the really important kind of story matches going forward, and they all do tie back to Bullet Club. And I can't believe it's 2023 and we're talking about like 
a great bullet club storyline yeah. it makes me really excited actually yeah i'm very excited about what i don't think anyone could believe that to be fair <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially since uh you know bright lights carl anderson was uh <laughs> Yeah, this time last hostage. year. Yeah, <laughs> this time last year. Look at what Bullet Club looked like. Yeah, I mean, we talked about evolution, right? Uh, Bullet Club was in desperate need for some evolution, and I think they're they're finally getting it. And uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston versus David Finley, I think, will be a very interesting one. Uh, whoever wins that is obviously going to be a challenger for who who's ever whomever title or whatever. Uh, Evil should be really good. I think Tom and Tonga should be solid. Shingo should be sh- solid. Aaron Hanari, this feels like Shingo every... makes it through, right? That's I up hope. to you. Well, oh, I mean, <laughs> if it's up to me, then yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. I, I, I need uh... some big Shingo matches for the soul. For the I've soul. got six. I mean, I'll 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 peek under the hood here. I've got Shingo going through to face Suji in the quarters, which would how I mean, right? That would be beautiful. <laughs> give me the give me the pencil. I, Let's I, go. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Hey, Gato. <laughs> Just, just give him the pencil, just for that one, at least. Suji's got to work his way into yeah. Lij. They're still kind of skeptics, right? So you got to give him the matches. So I'm, yeah, that's that's my he like. A great, he has a great Lij T-shirt though. So like, he died. It's really yeah, good. I love yeah. that thing. But yeah, yeah. I think the. He's, I mean, he's in the he's in the club, but like you still got to earn your way into the club. Yeah. How's the C Block final day looking like? I feel like you know we talk about B Block being a lot of uh people fighting over second place i don't know i feel like the c block has a lot of people like day of fighting over first and second and it's just gonna be a bunch of nonsense chaotic point totaling that uh chris math is gonna have to math out yeah i the thing about the c block is that like there's no one that you can totally write off especially when you've got a couple more option or opportunities to knock guys out sure um so there's a bunch of guys that could go i mean honestly pretty much this whole block could go through yeah, la- Save for, last night for know. them is Kingston versus Finley, Takagi versus Evil, Tonga versus Nari, Ishii versus Nichols. I think at least three of those matches have uh, some very interesting possibilities about who could be first and second. Yeah, it's it's tough to call. It's it's it it ends up being like up to your preference of who you want to throw through. I think David Finley's a lock, um, mm-hmm. but. I could I could be talked out of that too. Yeah, I I talked about it like you know I said that about uh. Have you I, considered Tony Khan? <laughs> always, <laughs> or, I mean, always exactly no. Um, I, I think David Finley really needs that sort of like stamp, you know, uh, to really get him over. I think I think him winning the block would get them there. I think honestly, David Finley is like my dark horse to win the G one. Quite honestly, I think, you know, giving him that would be a, a great feather in his cap right now. I think it's very much needed for me to uh, get him there. I know he is champion, but I think um, you need to give him the entire tournament for him to get there. That's that's asking for a lot. Hey, hey I, I, <laughs> I ask for a lot from this guy. I, I'm someone that was a I'm someone that's a, a non-believer in uh, David Finley. So that it, I, I have big uh, things for him. But, uh, you know, I think um, he is a big dark horse for me. Uh, I think there's a, there is a chance, I think, that he could win the block uh, and win the whole thing. And who knows? It's I think it's possible. You never know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to point to the never open weight championship on his shoulder. Uh, yeah, to, you, you know, you never you. know. Same <laughs> way I pointed to the U.S. title. That's yeah, true. I mean, like, it's just 
I think there's probably a different path forward for David Finley, but I do think he's a lock to get out of the block. Yeah. Um, he, I think hey, that you never know. He can uh, unify the title belts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we, you said yeah, we have 18, ti- 18 titles in this company. We can unify some belts. There's a lot of belts. They got to keep their pants up somehow, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to get gene blasted too hard. Uh, let's go to the D block. Uh, D- hey, guys, D block, focus. That was, that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, D block, you have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Toriano, Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste, and Alex Coughlin. Uh, Scotty, we'll start with you. How are you feeling about the D block here? Uh, Naito and everybody else. No offense to everybody. It's just like, I think Naito is such a favorite this year because of the Sonata connection, right? We haven't had that Sonata match. I think everyone has it in their mind that it's like, it needs to happen while Sonata's champion. So I look at this block and I'm like, okay, I think Naito is like as much of a lock as anyone in any of their blocks. And then from there, it gets really interesting because we're, what, two years removed from Jeff Cobb having an incredible tournament and, you know, just missing on the last day. We have Alex Coughlin, who I'm very excited for in this tournament. I think he's just, you know, been biting at the bit to be in this, as the promos tell me. Um, I think Zack Sabre Jr., obviously, right? This is this is his tournament. He's been wrestling 15-minute matches, like, all the time. You know, 20 minutes is nothing. He's not even, you know, he's not even used to those. Um, Toriano's Toriano. I don't, I don't think I need to expand on that, right? I think we, we've all accepted what he is. Um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, my guy here. I'm worried about him. Yeah. I'm worried <laughs> about him. He, he, had a, he had a tough weekend. He had a tough weekend. For Forbidden Door, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I've heard Dave said Yuji Nagata should replace him. I've heard I've heard a lot of things, but to me, he's Hiroshi Tanahashi, and this is the G1 climax. Those knees are going to be working <laughs> some of those days, and when they're working, he's Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's how I look at this. Hiroshi Tanahashi is one of my favorites of all time. I'm never giving up on this guy. Um, Shane Haste, I'm excited for. Uh, like just you know, kind of getting in. Now, my opinions say that maybe TMDK got in because a certain other Australian team is no longer with the sign to the company. I We can debate that all we want, uh, but I'm excited for them to get their shot. And then this was Hiroki Goto, who you know he's just going to be Hiroki Goto, right? Kind of kind of like how I said with uh, Tanahashi. You know his role. He's going to be in there. He's going to have great matches. I almost feel like he's miscast, though. I see the C block, and I'm like, I feel like Hiroki Goto totally. is supposed to be over there. And <laughs> right, the the heavy hitters block. So it's interesting for him, but him and Jeff Cobb, I think, could have been there as well. Um, but this block does feel wide open still, because outside of Toriano, no offense. I could see one, even like if they wanted to establish another guy in Bullet Club. Why not Alex Cobb? Right? Why not Alex Cobb? Because I think he's a guy that I, we should all be prepared to have a very good run in New Japan for the next decade plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talked about Tanahashi there, and I, I sort of mentioned at the top here that I think there's a lot of, we're going to see a lot of new faces have a lot of high point totals. Tanahashi is someone that, like, personally, I am, like, intrigued about. I think in any other block, it would be a little bit tougher for him, but 
I, I think D block, uh, I think is a solid, more solid chance here. But you know, I would, I wouldn't be shocked if someone like a Tanahashi had like a less than fifty percent point total at the end of this. I think, like I said, I think D block is is better suited to have a higher than that uh, percentage. But like you know, I he's the, the, this last couple months have not been great for the man. You know, it's pre G one season. We all also know how Tanahashi typically is. Up. Yeah, we all know he typically is. I think, Chris, I think I saw you tweet out at one point that he has, like, I think what you said was, like, he has, like, a week off at one point, uh, which is, like, happens to be, like, right before his Naito match, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think you might have tweeted that. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if I tweeted that, but I I, I may have highlighted something there. Yeah, his, uh, let's see, Tanahashi's got the first match on August 2nd, and it's Tanahashi versus Coughlin. And then, yeah, the Naito match is an entire week later on the 9th. Yeah. Because um, D block has the longest space mm-hmm. because we go into those single yeah. block uh, nights, um, obviously starting with the A block because they're, they're doing them consecutively. So, yeah, I was going to say, like, when it comes to the D block, if I'm just going to highlight a match, like, I need one great match from Tanahashi, and it's that one against Naito. Because yeah. I think that, you know, I, I need that. I like yeah. I need that to for feel to feel good <laughs> for my soul to feel good. <laughs> Naito's probably winning. It's probably a part of a greater story of Tanahashi truly, you know, maybe moving on from the G1 at some point in the not so distant future, but um I just need that match to rock to yeah. and 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 I I have so much hope for the match. Um but the D block as I highlight themes the D block, D block is the experience theme or the experience block. So I'll, I'll go through this really quick. So uh, this is number of matches, number of G1 matches that each block combined has wrestled in. So obviously the A block, 76 matches. So it's just Sonata's matches and Chase Owens matches. So Sonata's 61, Chase Owens 15. So now you see what we're doing, right? A block, 76 matches. B block, 272 matches not bad what a jump bad (laughs) what a jump not bad some good stuff in there Mm -hmm. c block 236 matches right in the same range right yeah not so far off let's remind you of the a block 76 matches (laughs) d block 628 (laughs) one climax matches between these eight guys That includes two people that have never competed in this. That event. includes two people who have never been in the G1 climax. Wow. You've wow. got four of the top seven in all time, like number of G1 matches. So you've got Tanahashi, the most, 166 matches. Toriano, the third most, 136 matches. Goto, the fifth most, with 126 matches. And then you've got Naito the seventh most with 116 matches g1 matches so if i'm not mistaken you also have the most winners in this block too right um goto naito tanahashi that's three compared i think you got c block i don't think has any any of them b block okada okada yeah and and a block that's it yeah i mean it's easy because you can you look at the last well so Okada won the last two, mm-hmm. and then you've got the two Ibushi, and then you've got, uh, yeah, as you go from there, you got guys that don't wrestle for the company anymore, and, uh-huh. you know, 
So yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is the G1 classic block. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think that, that that's interesting in its own way too, because I think you've got guys at different stages of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that they're, they're probably really inclined to shake that out because I do think, I mean, I've talked about it a couple of different places. I'm sure you guys recognize that this is, you know, a transitional year mm-hmm. um, where we're, we're really establishing some of these generational gaps now. So, um, and I think that's where the Tanahashi story comes in too. And I think, you know, maybe you start to write, write off Toriano as being a good idea. Like maybe it is time for him to go over and like, get booted from the tournament like i don't know i know people still love him but like he's got a lot of time under his belt too so um and then yeah and then you got coglin and haste who are gonna be hungry as hell and those guys are good so i'm excited for i'm excited specifically for alex coglin to get in there with all the rest of those guys because he's he's gonna have a good time yeah yano's i'm ready for him to be tanahashi i've i would love that. that one set who shane haste no, 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 Coglin. Okay, Coglin. Well, Shane Hayes maybe too, because you know maybe oh, yeah. maybe mean, the guy he, maybe the guy he's potentially replacing was go- the one that was going to beat Tanahashi. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Shane Hayes and both Alex Coglin are very interesting. Yano is, I think, is also an interesting one. Uh, I agree that I would l- personally, I would love for this to be a last G one of Toriano. I think he could potentially be on his way out of the G one. I would love if we did another Taguchi-esque run out of Yano, and by that I mean drops all of the charades and just is sort of a serious wrestler for uh, however many nights. Uh, And then the last night, of course, he does whatever uh, wackadoo stuff he has to do. Um, But yeah, that would be very interesting because I would love to see... Because he did do more like serious grapple stuff. I feel like it was the chase owens feud for the kopw i feel like he dropped a l- no because that had a lot of handcuff shenanigans now that i think about it but i feel like i've seen him recently drop some of it before and he's still he's still got it uh it's still it's still in there just it just lays dormant um but uh i would i would love to uh see that yeah no and you talked about transition you know i obviously mentioned that you know people like tanahashi uh you know i, I could see see him getting lower maybe middle middle of the road or something but you know you talked about like transitioning about having a block with a lot of inexperienced guys and we're pushing new faces you know this block being like a classic g1 block it almost sort of in a weird way also like hides a lot of the like older experienced guys uh so that you there's not a complete difference you know you talk about why you put all the inexperienced guys together same could be said why'd you put all the experienced guys together it could be also that we're hiding a little bit of that uh, so to make that transition less of a stark change and make a little bit easier, breezier, cover girl esque uh, uh, for the D block as the older people uh, work well with the other older people. I think that's a, a completely fair uh, possibility uh, for this tournament. I agree. Naito is a, a solid lock to be a winner for the whole thing. This also could just be all over the second place person. Tanahashi's in there. Zack Sabre Jr. I think is a solid favorite. Cobb is a solid favorite in here. Goto, I think, is a weird dark horse pick as well. Um, there's a lot of possibilities in this one as the well. former G1 winner, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and he's had quite a G1 career since that, that first, first time win. Uh, I've heard that the G and G1 is actually 
for Goto. I have heard that as well. Have you I, heard that? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, I have the rumors are making its way around. <laughs> it's they're making it around to Georgia. It's going to be for Great Ocon moving forward. So just be prepared. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's going to be for Gene Blast. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I think this this block uh will be more of a classic G1. Uh, and yeah, I think uh it should be good. It should. Be, I, I don't think it's my favorite block. To be fair but I think it should still be a very solid block. It's a nice, like, known entity. Yes, exactly. You know, like, you look at this block and you're like, that'll be pretty good. It's a comfort food block is what it is for me. Yes, yes. I'm very excited for it. Uh, Well, uh, any other thoughts about these blocks specifically? Um, We're almost wrapping up here. Or any, I guess I should say, do we have any other facts and figures, any matches that we're really looking forward to? Um, Any predictors? I know that's, like I said, with this end game scenario, it's kind of tough this year. Any sort of final thoughts about the G1 Climax as we wrap it out here? Uh, uh, in the sense of the the blocks, I, just, I love that they're kind of themed. And, I, and I, I'm i starting to look at what the full kind of card construction looks like. So mm-hmm. like A and B together. Yeah. And then because Okada's on all of those A block shows. Yeah. Right. And, and we're not talking about like Okada doing a run in or something, but like. <laughs> You're Just gonna be rem- Kaito. Yeah, <laughs> every night. Yeah. You're gonna. <laughs> uh, it's possible, I guess. Get him on commentary uh, just one time. <laughs> you know, Kaito would just completely lose focus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's that is th- those types of things are possibilities. You're gonna be reminded that Okada exists, mm-hmm. and then these young guys are gonna have matches too. So yeah. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And then like the C and D box together, the D box really like you know, more experienced methodical wrestlers, like really classic new quote unquote, new Japan main event style guys Sure. and classic new Japan semi main event style guys in the C block, the guys that are just going to beat the hell out of each other. So like the, even the duos of the blocks sort Mm -hmm. of work with each other. So I, I just, I'm, I think the booking of this plus, no undercard tags for quite a while throughout yeah. the tournament. So you're looking at eight tournament matches. You're going to get in, get out, rock it out and be done with it. And, you know, as much as I love myself an undercard tag and some great backstage promos, I also love eight tournament matches on one show How that I, kicks ass. Where am I going to get my Hanma fill? Where am I going to get my uh, Nagata Kojima? Where am I going to get that dad fill? All like, Japan. All, all Japan. Japan. Literally yeah. All Japan. Japan. Like, no, uh, literally. <laughs> ajpw.tv yeah that's, that's where you're gonna that's find true them. well yeah. he's no longer the triple crown champ so is he still yeah, but he's, yeah still he's still kicking there. around uh, yeah yeah him, yeah him and kojima are both uh still kicking over there Hama Hama pops up too. he does he popped up the other day and faced kento and i was like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> scotty do you have any uh, uh final thoughts he on was stuff? also asking what is happening <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um i i I didn't get to talk about it, but you look at that last uh, day of like the two blocks going at the same time for A and B. Mm-hmm. Shota Umino versus Yoda Suji's just right there, right before Okada versus Kenta. I think that's like a very much like, hey, pay attention to this, right? Okada and Kenta were the guys of the previous generation, right? Even though Kenta wasn't in New Japan until pretty much after his main run look at these two guys like this is who you want to be paying attention to it's their first singles match since they've returned from their excursions there's a lot on the line there 
right? That that could be a decider for either one. I could see them going to that night. You know, maybe Suji wins, and that's pretty much how he has the advantage going into that last night, ultimately wins, something like that. I'm very excited about that. There's just so much good when you look at each night. Like, there is something to pinpoint of, like, you need to pay attention to this. You need to focus on this. Um, they've set this up really well. Like, at, like besides the eight matches a night, you're in, you're out, tournament matches, which is great, and 20 minutes. So you really are in and out. You just have an importance. Like, the G1 last year, it was really weird, like we said. The G1 the year before, you know, we're still in COVID. This is the real G1 feel for the first time since 2019. It is match after match after match every single day. Everything has meaning. Every crowd is going to be rocking. I'm looking at that Cork and Hall. Those two Cork and Hall shows back to back is like, these are going to be incredible. It's going to be so loud. You're going to think June Kasai just showed up every night. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my guy, June Kasai, which was obviously electric in its own right. It's going to be fantastic. And those quarterfinals, I mean, right? You have first, what, 1A versus 2C and you can do all the math after that. I'm not going to go through them all because no one wants to hear myself get confused. Uh, but that's going to be incredible. It's all going to be so good. And, you know, I think a lot of people have been talking about, like, gee, you know, the, the sayings, New Japan's back. There's no better way to know and put your, you know, know the feeling of New Japan's being back than the G1 Climax. And uh, it's going to be great. Hey, and if you want someone to do the math, check out sportofprowrestling.com. That is probably <laughs> where the math will be. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Chris, for being on this show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on Ring Coast Radio. We, we're, we're so happy to go over the G1 Climax with you uh, for the very first time. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't get to ask. Who's going to be the breakout? Oh, yeah. The, the question you of the day. Get, name one person. Who is your breakout competitor of the 32? <laughs> El Fantasmo. I knew that was going to be your answer. I <laughs> How did you know? I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like I follow you enough on Twitter to just like, I see you give like proper hype tell Phantasma, like be ready, be ready. And now he's such an over baby face. It's like, and now is the kinda, time. It's been kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I, I should have guessed it beforehand, but that's, I did that's what I'm look. I'm looking at who's been quiet. Who doesn't really have a lane, right? Not we don't know. We don't, tears, I'll tell you that right we, now. <laughs> we don't know El Fantasmo's alignment, yeah. really, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, true. we know he apologized to Liger. We know, you know, there's a lot of little nuggets for El Fantasmo. Mm-hmm. Got that win on the Forbidden Door pre-show. You know, little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got eight matches. He's got eight matches to make himself a star. So yeah. I'm I'm stoked on that, and he's good. I mean, he's just so good. So now, now all I'm thinking about though is the run in of Okada and Kaito, and I just I'm gonna need it. Like if it just happens one night, I will laugh. Just just him being there, Kaito being like, "Why why are you out here?" They you have know, to like, build some sort of interaction oh, yeah. through these because they're on they're gonna be in the same buildings. Well, I mean, Every what I'm looking at sink. is. Have have Okada on commentary for the July twenty first show where uh, you have Shota Umino versus Kaito Kiyomiya. I feel like that's a good a good match to have Okada on commentary. That's what I'm thinking. 
Um, but yeah, I no. don't think I've ever seen Okada sit at the commentary table no. though. So like that's no, because he's always so. in the main event. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, well, anything else uh, before we go, Chris? Again, thank you so much for being us with us today, talking G One Climax. Of course, we'll have you back next year. Of course, we'll have you back either pre or post Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe we'll it's do already it. booked. It's already Respect booked. Respect Tag League. Oh, you? sorry, my apologies. We'll of course <laughs> have you back for Tag League. Listen, someone's got to give me a platform <laughs> to talk about Tag League because no yeah. one ever, no one ever hits me up for Tag League. We're so gonna, I'm we're around. Gonna, we're gonna do a one-off, one-off podcast called Talking Tag League and Talking uh... <laughs> Tag League. I can go for hours. I got all sorts of data points for that tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, thank you guys. I love talking G1. I love talking to you guys. It's always always fun to run into you guys and and you know doing so seasonally is is perfect. So um, thank you so much for having me. I uh, I love to love to get out and talk talk about you know the best season in wrestling which is the g1 climax so i'm i'm excited for it and i'm excited that i get to share it with you guys of course one needs to tell japan to stop running every tournament at the same time though that would be very appreciated <laughs> that's true it's a hard it's a tough life it's a tough life to watch all the great wrestling but uh somebody's got to do it it's a lot it's, though <laughs> i guess it's us no uh, one's paying for it they don't get kaito in their tournament no nah, that's true well, we get well they said they claim they didn't even want him sure oh hell of a cop no that, that sounds like the, uh, the way i've seen kaito treated that, that might be true <laughs> poor guy anyways uh, thank uh, you so much chris for coming on chris where thank can people find you online oh uh still on the dying platform that is twitter <laughs> at the chris samsa um, have you made it to I threads ha- have you made it to threads uh, yeah i have it i mean because that was my handle on instagram too I, you know we'll see what catch a fire and i'll start posting my stuff <laughs> honestly i'm just trying to figure out some non-social media way to really like share my work i do have sport pro wrestling.com that i'm i'm working towards you know being a little bit more uh more of an archive of all the work that i have done yeah. so keep an eye out for that and, and and a little more interactive too so you guys can people can log in and build their own kind of previews like i do for Ooh, um oh, for cool. the commentary teams so we're working on we're working on some stuff the sport of pro wrestling team um <clears throat> um we're, we're big we're team, working on right? You got a big team over there, stuff. right? I, I do have somebody helping me. Now, so, um, so yeah, we're, we'll see. We, I'll be around, but yeah, you can still find me on, on Twitter and I have no idea where my content's going to land. Um, as I look at G1 preview stuff, but Twitter, uh, we'll certainly get the links. So I'll be around whether it's the new Japan website, voices, wrestling, sport, pro wrestling, just dropping stuff on Twitter putting pdfs out into the world who knows so um i'm i'll be around you won't be able to get away from me during the g1 is i guess what i'm saying elon Great. musk can't stop you <laughs> no rate elon limit for me <laughs> no nah, nah, no rate limit for him well thank you so much for being on uh we'll certainly have you on next time uh i guess for our plugs you can follow me at ryan knights you can follow scotty at scott e wrestling follow the whole show at counter pod if you want more count-out specific G1 coverage, our New Japan show, Okada Shorts, will be doing uh, semi-daily, uh, pretty much every day, whatever the G1 Climax is happening, uh, G1 Climax coverage. So uh, listen to... Oh, yeah, they are psychos. Uh, listen That's to Okada Shorts. Hey, and, and it, it's great content, too. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Uh, Okada Shorts on the Countout Network. Again, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we'll see everybody else next time for Ring Post Radio Live. Uh, I believe on Sunday. I, I think we said on Sunday, Sunday night, I think it was. Uh, otherwise, we'll see, see you when we see you. And until next time, everybody, we'll see you then. Bye. 
Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. This has been a Countout Podcast.